Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be joined by Julian Gant to talk all about the wonderful series, Call Me Cat. And I've, I've heard you mention that when you got the scripts for this and when you were considering this role, that you'd had a few projects prior to that that you'd looked at and considered, but but actually passed and turned down. Um, and that for you, a lot of your career has also been finding as much as the things that you want to say yes to, also finding things that just don't feel like the right fit. And I was, I was interested in just what really felt like even beyond the character and the scripts, just all the elements that were coming together to make this feel like a project that you really specifically wanted to do particularly after looking at some other scripts that just didn't give you that gut instinct and that response. Yeah, well, actually, uh, what drew me to Carter was that he was a self-starter. You know, he had his own business. You know, he was taking care of his son. He, even though he had a divorce, he was a single dad. He still made sure, you know, he was um, bringing up a child uh, that he would want to be in society, that that he wanted to inspire, that he wanted to instill great things in. So. I think that was the thing that drew me um, to the character Carter. He was, you know, just somebody I can relate to, you know, somebody I can go, he has a story to tell and he wants, you know, the betterment of his people, you know? And and I love your you know you're bringing up right there the the fact that he's an entrepreneur he's a business owner mm-hmm. um, and once you got the sense of the business that he's running with the Middle Sea and oh this isn't even just a bar but he wants people to like really come and engage and have a good time and there's yeah. music and it feels very upbeat and very celebratory as a as a space how mm-hmm. did that inform some of the personality aspects and some of the characteristic traits that you saw in him as someone where that would have been his passion and what he's put all his time and his money into as a business owner. Well, you know what? Uh, number one, I know I can't sing. I can't sing. And Carter can't sing. So that was good. That was great. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Is Carter singing? Because that might be a thing that, but no, he, he's he's not a singer. He does run a dueling piano bar, which I thought was super, super unique. Where do you see a dueling piano bar, right? Um, yeah, that, that I just I just think that all the things that encompass who he is, you know, I was drawn to enough. I felt like this is, this is, this would be a fun role to play. Yeah. And when you first went into production on on the first series of the show, what was that dynamic with the entire cast coming together and just figuring out what's the specific comedic sensibility? Because obviously, especially in comedy, so much of it is about that timing and that rhythm and that pacing and really bouncing off of each other and finding how that flows both with individual one-on-one character moments, but also there's so many ensemble moments and scenes in the show as well. what, What was pretty insane is that all this stuff happened during the pandemic. So like, like in the height of the pandemic. So when I actually auditioned, uh, I went in person, it was like in February, I went in person and then everything shut down. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not gonna hear anything about this. And then a couple of weeks later, they asked me to put myself on tape because they wanted to do a test. And so I was like, okay, cool. We, we can do that, I put myself on tape. So then I had an in-session um, audition that was via Zoom where my wife was reading with me, okay? So my wife was reading with me while they were watching. Put, you know, we did it, they recorded it, and that was that. And so once we all got together, when I found out I got the role via Zoom, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's incredible. I'm excited to do this. Like, but when do we start? And they were like, well, we don't know that. We don't know when we're gonna start. And I was like, okay, so that, that's fun. And then when we did start, it was via Zoom. Like we all had Zoom table reads. So that was weird trying to find the comedic rhythms and 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 jump in, you know, 
to being this character while you see everybody on Zoom like we're doing right now. It's like, so that was that was pretty weird. Um, the first in person was just amazing because everybody was who they were. And you're like, oh my God, this is Leslie. This is, you know, he's he's just a wonderful person. And here's Kyla Pratt that I'm working with. Here's Mayan Bialik. So that was, you know, and and, and their sensibilities and 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 it, it was like immediately, I think the pandemic pushed us closer together, you know? So uh, yeah, that's what that was like. And and within those ensemble scenes and within the group dynamic, obviously Mayim's character Kat is the, is the central glue that brings all of these people together and mm-hmm. makes them friends as a result. But within that, you've got very different, very individual relationships with all of them in terms mm-hmm. of what those friendships look like. Um, and so how did you set about finding what do I think his dynamic's going to be like with Phil? What do I think it's going to be like with Max, you know, based on how long that he's known them and what their personality dynamics are when they come together? You know what? I think those Zoom readings and then us meeting in person, we wanted to meet each other so bad because you felt through the camera, you felt through Zoom like, you are a cool person, you know? And I think that, you know, sort of parlayed into the relationships that you guys see on camera now and what the show is. I think, you know, I really think in order for there to be good work, I feel like you really have to know the person for real, for me. It 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 just it's it becomes so much easier. It's less of a okay, now we've meet now, now let's do this scene. It's it's like knowing the person, uh knowing who they are and what they stand for makes it a lot easier. And I think we knew that going in, you know, like who we were and it made it so much easier just to work with everybody. And the relationship with like Carter and Max, you know, you know, it, boss and employee, um, I never really thought about like what it was until we actually got there. Cause it was just like, you know, this is this is Cheyenne who's playing Max, and but I know who Cheyenne is, so I know who Max is. And it all sort of, you know, correlated. It, it, it just, it just felt easy, felt easy. I also I love the dynamic with with Phil Leslie Jordan's character because mm-hmm. it feels like Carter's always very much checking in with him and asking him for advice and there's a real yeah. beautiful mentorship aspect within that friendship. Was that something that you saw on the page very early on, or was that part of the two of you really finding that together as well? I was. It was. It was absolutely both. Um, you 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 know, Leslie is such a breath of fresh air. He's such a a, a wealth of wisdom and knowledge, man, where, you know, he's been working forever. And just the advice on, you know, uh, how to say something. I think, Leslie, you didn't have to give him something funny. He just made whatever you gave him funny. Uh, It wasn't what he said, it was just how he said it. Um, And I think, you know, just watching him and absorbing uh, you know, his, 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 the, the, the elements that he put into his comedy, that, that whole, that gumbo, that recipe that he put together, man, was just, it was great, man. And, and he was just somebody who, you know, I think Carter and Leslie, they're oddballs because you have Carter who doesn't, you know, he's not the type of guy you see hanging with a Leslie or a, 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 I shouldn't say Leslie, I should say, um, feel because these they're just oddballs they don't they're they're mismatched and I think the beauty is that the beauty that happens when they come together them learning about each other and inspiring each other you know there's one episode I think in season two where you know 
um, Carter's son paints his nails. And he's like, wait, what the heck? You know, what, what, what you doing, son? That's not what men do. And then he gets a different perspective from Leslie, which opens him up, you know, to something new. And, and, and you know, it, it makes him rethink what he thought, what, you know, how a man should be raised, you know? Um, so yeah, and, and those things happen in real life. So yeah, it all I love adds that. to and- it. And you, you know, you bring up a point there about Carter of of a moment with his son where he changed his perspective and and realized that he was thinking about things in the wrong way. And so there are these evolutions and changes. And within the world and the scope of a sitcom, you know, he's not going to become a brand new character overnight. He's not going through mm-hmm. monumental changes, but there are shifts and evolutions in right. who he is as a person and in his emotional landscape as a character. And so, how do you approach going through each season and through all the episodes and finding where you feel like those little shifts are going to be that are kind of almost just very, very gentle and nuanced in your performance. I, I think it happens in the moment as you read the script, you know, reading one, reading script is, 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 is one thing, but when you actually put it on its feet, that's when, you know, you start to have all these different uh, uh, elements uh, that add to and, 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 and broaden uh, and not just broaden, but make these characters way more specific. So um, I, I think it, it takes, you know, the getting up and the, the doing it and, 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 and rehearsing it in order to see like, oh, now this happens with this character to where it just adds another element. And you go, you know what happens? It, you become a human being, you know, that's what it is. And before you're even going on to, to set, you know, you were talking before about the table reads, what, what's the value and and what are the aspects that you start really getting out of your character and going into certain scenes and just that initial read through and really starting to see, okay, well, if that's how Mayim's playing that scene, then this is how Carter needs to come into it and just figuring out a lot of aspects of the dynamic in that part of the I, process. I think that's what it is watching and listening um, 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 and, and, you know, being in the moment, I think, presence is so the present is so important when we're acting you want to always be in the present you know um what's weird is um i just heard this comedian say um that when you step forward that foot is in the past when you look at the rear foot that foot is in i'm sorry when you step forward that foot is in the future when you when you look at the foot that's in the past the past you have a lot of trauma the future you're always there, there, there's there's anxiety so if you just allow yourself to be in the present, you're able to be open and you're able to experience your life, you know? And, you know, I take that into my acting. Uh, when we're in the, you, you have times where you're just out of it to where you're like, you're reading lines, you're just saying the lines. Uh, but something happens, whether it's the, the run through or whether you're shooting, something happens where everything becomes real, right? Um, and the only way for me to be real is to be present and to actually take in. Because sometimes you, 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 when you're reading, you're not even listening to what the other person is saying. And I think that's the most important part. It's not the acting, but it's the reacting that, that really flesh out who this person is and how to stay present in the scene in order to be believable for everybody else. You know, um, I watched, um, uh, and, and, you know, and then on the flip of that, uh, I was working with Dustin Hoffman and uh, Dustin, he told me, I don't care what I feel. 
It's what I make you feel. And that was such an eye-opening moment for me. Like, ah, wow. Like, I don't care what I feel. I want to see, I want to make you feel something and I want to make the audience feel something. That's what's important, right? So, yeah, I mean, you have all these things that, that you know, inform your decisions when you're doing this thing, you know? Yeah. And and that was in uh, Mayim Bialik's directorial debut with As They, As they Made Us. As They um, Made Us, that's right, yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and I love the fact that, you know, since starting working with her on Call Me Cat, that you had that opportunity to work in a different space with her as a director and, yeah. you know, you playing a more dramatic role in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how do you feel that the dynamic that the two of you established as, as a director and as a performer together on the set of that film has evolved and carried over into the dynamic and the relationship that you have on Call Me Cat at this point now? I think it's just, in, it's easier, uh, you know, um, she knew, you know, from working with me on Call Me Cat and immediately how to get a certain performance out of me because she knew how I worked, you know? Um, so everything became easier. Um, it's just this this thing that we do is, yeah, and, 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 and I tell you, you know, even coming out to LA, um, uh, I, I usually get picked for dramatic stuff. I don't like doing dramatic stuff, but I usually get picked for it. And, and the reason I, I shouldn't say I don't like it, I love it, it just, tears a piece of you um it tears a piece out of you um because you have to go into these different emotional places right um i love doing comedy it's just like up and ah yeah yeah this that and yeah but when the dramatic thing it is it you know it's more exhausting um it is it, it, it it's more i should and I shouldn't say it's harder. It is just more emotionally exhausting and you have to be emotionally available to, to maneuver in that space. Um, I think, you know, what got me out here back to what, how I got to LA, I was doing a film called Belial Stand and the director did this film in 2006. And 2007, he hits me up like, I want to add some more stuff to this film. I'm like, what you talking about? The film's done. We shot it. Well, no, I just want to add a different scene. So he adds a scene. I'm like, okay, cool. Another year passes, 2007. Cause he's like, I want to add some voiceover. I'm like, okay, just a little bit of voiceover. He's like, no, I want to voiceover the whole film. I'm like, wait, so you want me to do all the, okay, great. We'll do that. Perfect. Another year goes by. Finally, I'm like, dude, when are you going to just stop working on this film? Like what is happening with this film? 2010, the film gets in Sundance, right? I play the lead character. He's a young Muslim student trying to figure out if he wants to work for his family cab stand or if he wants to go to college. It was, it was you know, a dramatic role and it goes to Sundance. Um, and that's what eventually, you know, led to me coming out here. But those roles are the roles that make you. Uh, they're the roles that you learn the most from. Um, yeah, and, and and I shouldn't say those roles. I mean, it, you learn from every role, but yeah, I, I really feel like you know each role that I that that I that I get pushes me to that next level, you know. And you you always want to continue to get better and level up as we do this thing, you know. So yeah, that was a roundabout way to. I'm just, I'm going everywhere, ain't I? <laughs> I love it. It's it's how we all talk. It's how we all tell stories. It's like yeah. there's no A to B. There's there's little loops in the middle, and it's perfect. Right. Um, 
I mean, also in working on this show, there's such a specific art form to multicam sitcom mm-hmm. acting as well. And what have you found to be some of the nuances and some of the specifics of the medium that it requires of you? Rhythm. There is a specific rhythm that multicam has um, that you start, that you learn, and it makes, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a musical. That's what multicam is. You don't realize it while you're watching it, but it's a musical because the rhythms, they go up and down, up and down. You know, you're up here and you're down here. You're up here and you're down here. Uh, um, and it, I think in our first, the first couple of episodes, I should even I said the first five or six episodes, Cheyenne and myself would be looking at, we getting ready to run through and Cheyenne and I, I would look at each other and go, okay, how you feel right now? I'm like, my heart is beating through my chest right now. He's like, me too. This is insane, but let's get it. Let's get, and then we would do the thing. Um, yeah, it, it is It is a different medium because of that rhythm and you want to keep the rhythm in order for the audience to stay engaged. And yeah, I think that's the main thing with multicam rhythm. And um, in all acting, you, there, there is rhythm, but uh, specifically multicam, it's, it's, a, it's a specific rhythm. And you also were mentioning earlier, obviously, Kyla Pratt, who plays Randy. And what's what's been really beautiful in watching the dynamic with your characters over the last couple of seasons is, you know, the the growth of their relationship and how, you know, going back to that that conversation earlier about those little nuances and those little changes, Mm -hmm. you know, for Carter, he's the diehard romantic and she's the one that's had her walls up. And so it Mm -hmm. felt like he was kind of trying so hard to get her to bring her walls down. And now he's in more of a place of just trusting it and having that confidence in the relationship, which comes Mm -hmm. from a different space space for him but also they're at that point where they take little pieces of each other into themselves and so how have you found the elements where that's really been a space that's allowed you to make some of these shifts and evolutions in him as a character but also some of the aspects that come specifically from Randy and from that relationship right Randy is more of a hard ass she's she's you know uh and I think uh we see her evolve as you know and let those walls down um Again, I think that's what makes the thing real, you know? That's what makes these characters more real is watching them evolve. Uh, I love, I love Kyla and I, we're able to, you know, play off of one another because like I said, with the rhythm, we have sort of the same rhythm, you know? Um, yeah, it, it is, it's funny to, to watch just as you, you, you know, just as the viewers watch the show and they watch Evolve, we, you know, we're, you know, you know, maybe three or four episodes ahead of everyone else, but it's just fun to see everyone's evolution. Um, and, and that's what happens in real life, you know? Um, and, and that's why we watch these things is, is to watch these characters go on these, you know, specific journeys and, and how they change and what they learn and yeah. And with Carter as well, he's someone that no matter what idea he has, he always dives into everything 110%, whether he Mm. should or shouldn't, you know, someone compliments him on his hands and he's like, I'm going to be a hand model. And he might not necessarily do anything about it, but he's going to tell everyone around him and (laughs) get them on board with the idea. Right, right. I'm going to say it so much. Exactly. Everybody's going to believe it. Everybody's going to know that this is what I did. Yeah, that's absolutely what Carter is. Yes. But um, it, in turn, in playing a character that that dives in so head first on everything and so wholeheartedly, how in turn does that inform the way that you're making choices? Because that means that in the choices that you make for a scene, that you also in turn have to dive so wholeheartedly into them in the same regard as well. 
I think it makes it it makes it easy. Um, you know, uh, Keegan Michael Key, uh, when I was um, in Detroit, he taught a, a, a voice and movement class. He was a teacher for a while, and 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 an amazing teacher. Um, and he said, you know, while you're dissecting script, read what people are saying about your character in order to know who you are, right? It's not what you say. That's not what's important. It's what people are saying about you that informs who you are in this world with these pages, right? So you go, oh, wow, okay. That's the key. What are these people saying about, about him? And how does he react to the things that they say about him? in order to make him who he is. Um, yeah. And at the end of every episode, there's obviously the moment of getting to break the fourth wall where all mm -hmm. of the characters come in and essentially wave goodbye to the audience in different ways every week. And and even just the calibration of there's moments where where Kat addresses the camera in the middle of an episode. And so what was the adjustment in figuring out what you all wanted the dynamic of those moments to be? You know, what's the dynamic when she's breaking the fourth wall in the middle of a scene with everybody else in the room? And then what, what does it look like when we all come into the room together and we're all breaking the fourth wall at the end of each episode mm -hmm. I think you know it, that's something that came from Miranda which is what the yeah. show is based off of um, uh, on the BBC when that was going so uh, I think we just took that they wanted to keep that element um, and I love it because we're able to show that you know this was what we did and now we are the actual people saying thank you and we appreciate you watching the show I love that. I think it's a really, really cool element, you know, break the fourth wall and basically to let the audience know we really appreciate them, you know. And obviously, you know, you were talking before extensively about dramatic roles and, and how they evolve you and how they change you. But through working on a show like this for three seasons, how do you feel that this particular space and this particular character have allowed you to really grow as an actor during the last three seasons? Oh, it's made me grow so much. Um, and the number one reason is because I'm watching everyone else and that helps me get better. When I watch Kyla, you know, she's, she's so spot on with her movements, with how she says certain things. When I watch Mayim, she's so analytical about why she's saying certain things, right? When I watch Leslie, Leslie is so in, he was so in tune with how Phil would react to certain things. His reactions were priceless. You know, when I watch Cheyenne, um, Cheyenne is just, he's, he's a perfectionist. He wants to get it right. You know, when I watch Swoozy, Swoozy is, oh, she's just so dynamic in her delivery. She can, she can cut you without even trying to cut you. You know what I'm saying? When you watch, when you watch um, Sheila talk to Kat, she's able to slice her without trying, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't have to do anything special. She can just, it's just her delivery is just spot on, you know? So I, you know, I, I've gotten better, well, at least I believe, y'all gotta tell me if I got better. I think I got better, but um, I think, I, you know, you, 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 you get better because of the experience, you know, you're able to do it over and over and over again and just work that muscle because it's a muscle, man. You got to keep working it in order to get better, you know. Um, I think uh, Paul Newman, I think he took an acting class every year 
uh, until the day he died, which, and that's Paul Newman, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you always want to get better. You know, Denzel Washington, he's always getting better. He's somebody I go, like, he just, he just doesn't stop. Like, and, and, and in order to, when you watch those people and you see them always being better and always giving amazing performances is because they just keep doing it, you know? Well, I really, really love the way that you've continued to grow this character over the last three seasons and always love watching your performance in the show. So thank you so much for talking about it. I really appreciate it, Julian. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it.